of the week, people. Let's be on our game. We don't want the smell of defeat in our mouths. That's right. Smell it, the taste of defeat in our mouths for the whole weekend. Exactly. What he said, more or less, the, the parts that were reasonable. Uh, hey, listen, one final note on Montenegro and, and uh, NATO and the rest of it. And again, this goes to whole, the whole Trump and the, his speaking style and his administration and, and his actions versus his words and the rest of it. Keep in mind that Trump has been hammering NATO not to cut their budgets down to what they're currently spending. He's not saying, look, you only want to spend 1% of your GDP? Uh, Fine. Great. All right. Well, we just won't do as much. No, he's flogging them to spend as much as they promised and actually boosted significantly the military budget budget for supporting Europe. We sent missiles to Poland and tanks, the the tank guns to uh, Ukraine. Right. Half a dozen examples of really, really like chest out tough guy stuff in Europe, specifically to counter Putin's Russia. So then him saying, I don't know, Article 5, Montenegro, I don't know, World War III, I don't know. It's It's just odd. I don't know what he's thinking. Billy Montenegro is beautiful this time of year, though. Billy, Southern Europe, just uh, just uh, off the Mediterranean, used to be Yugoslavia. You know, did not know that. Oh yeah, uh, Billy Joel played his it's one. No Macedonia, but you just can't stop with the Montenegro. <laughs> Billy Joel played his one hundredth show at Madison Square Garden on Wednesday. Wow, <laughs> that is something. That's amazing. That's the most famous arena in the world, and he's played it one hundred times. But uh, Bruce Springsteen out, came out and joined him, and they did Born to Run together and 10th Avenue Freeze out. Billy Joel and Bruce Springsteen. I just wouldn't have necessarily seen their audience as a crossover. Wouldn't some There's of the, some, wouldn't sure. a lot of the Springsteen crowd hate the Billy Joel thing? I'm just guessing. Maybe not anymore. Maybe they're just New York-ish, Jersey-ish people. Yeah, I don't see it that way, really. Age. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's enough overlap. All right. I'm not, like, going to scream F you and storm out or anything. <laughs> Billy a, Joel comes to a Bruce show. That'd be a weird uh, weird reaction. Man, I loved Bruce back in the day. Loved him, loved him, loved him. I find him a tad strident these days. But, mm. eh. um, What was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say this. A lot of people believe their job is causing them to gain weight. Why? I've got the list for you coming up in just a minute. Well, first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Trump turns around to uh, the Turkish president, uh, Recep Erdogan, and says, except for Erdogan over here, he does things the right way, and then actually fist bumps the Turkish president. But uh, just to say it one time again, and I say it all the time, uh, there was no collusion. Oh I didn't God. know the president. Nobody uh, asked about collusion. There was nobody to collude with. Whoa! God dang it. I hope he gets into Russia for being on the wrong side of this a little bit with some of these answers. I'm stunned by that. That is something. Uh, you have been watching perhaps one of the most disgraceful performances by an American president only that I've ever seen. I mean, you stood there like a little wet noodle, like a little uh, uh, fanboy. I think people have gotten over top on this and lost the big picture. The big picture is that we should be engaged with Russia. We should have conversations with Russia. I said the word would instead of wouldn't. Everybody's miserable. Everybody turns on the TV when they wake up. Don't! 
The guy who discovered syphilis didn't name it Steve's disease. I think I did great at the news conference. I think it was a strong news conference. No, 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 no about that's what you, no, I'm people. sorry, you know that's what, what you horrible. said. You said no. we... <laughs> There you go. That's the cow they slaughtered at the end of Apocalypse Now. You know that? <laughs> right there. <laughs> a little Vietnam trivia for you there. So a woman dodged the toll on the Pennsylvania Turnpike 1,645 times over a five-year period. Wow. What'd she do exactly? Just bit of a scoff law there. Drive Crashed the gate doing 98. Just drove through, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, she just got hit with a uh, bill for... Um, ten thousand over ten thousand dollars, but she she dodged out on ninety two thousand dollars worth of tolls. They say she was originally said to owe ninety two grand. Wonder um, if she just doesn't have it, and they pled out. She got a lawyer to some cut sort her of deal. Some sort of policy they've got and how they charge you if you dodge a toll. Well, anyway, then, she's, she's, why wouldn't you just? Dodge the toll every single time Good and question. bank the money. Good question. It's a discount. That's amazing. So there you go. Yeah. Um, I got more do- on Montenegro if you want to hear it. <laughs> most people believe their job is causing them to gain weight. Fat! 57% of workers say they're overweight. Congratulations to those of you who aren't. And 45% believe their job is the reason for it. So it's about half. 26% of workers gained more than 10 pounds on their current job. Of course, if you're on a job long enough, just life, you gain weight mm, while so you had a seem, job. Yeah. So you were employed while you got older, is what that means. Um, 11% of people gain more than 20 pounds on their current job. Donut taster. That's my job. <laughs> so what is causing all this extra job-related weight gain? The biggest reasons include, bottom to top, 6% say pressure to eat Food co-workers bring in. <laughs> Boy, that is a weak, weak wow. excuse. I baked some cookies. I gain weight because Linda keeps bringing in her brownies, and I feel like I should eat them, so I do. Stop bringing in brownies, Linda. That's weak. Only 6% of people use that weak excuse for gaining wow, weight. Wow, listen to you. Listen, I've seen you jump on free food like a yeah, hungry bear. But nobody's making me to claim that I'm gaining weight because they did that is pretty weak. And, and Jack instantly states it's because of his lack of willpower. Yeah, I have no willpower, but that's my problem. It's not, not because problem. you're afraid of offending Linda. No. I see the distinction. No. <laughs> I stand corrected. Happy hour. 6% of people say it's happy hours. Well, then don't go to happy hour or just drink like I always did. Forgo the food. It gets in the way of the booze hitting your stomach lining. Right. So I'm drunk. It's 6 o'clock, and there are delicious meatballs in sauce, and I'm supposed to pass on those. Is that your advice to me, sir? I return to my Hungry Bear reference of a moment ago. 12% say they have to skip meals because of time constraints. Might be some of that. Hey, i got to go back to the happy hour thing. Okay. Does that still happen? Oh, yeah. Coworkers going out for happy hour, that sort of deal? Oh, that I don't know. I mean, because I have our, such fond memories of my first uh, yeah. job out of college doing that. Our hours don't work for it, but I've done it a lot, and even in the radio career, I'd have to go home, take a nap, 
take a shower, get dressed again, and come back to work to meet yeah. the people that have normal hours. But yeah, awesome. Freaking awesome. And you know what? Your relationship with your coworkers is so much different and better. Right. But there is alcohol involved, Jack. So clearly it's a bad idea. Remember when Mika Brzezinski said what that? What about liability? Remember when Mika said sh- sh- that should not be happening in the 21st century, people getting together and having drinks after work. And I thought, wow, I want to I live in your world where that's a bad thing. You met your husband at work, Mika. Well, there's one good argument. You mouthy little twit. The other, the other argument would be... Sorry, so, was that dismissive? <laughs> so the people you spend the most time with in your life, more than your kids, your wife, or your husband, you should never get together and have a little fun with. Man, nice, nice, nice. God, that sort of view of the world is just... Ah, it kills my soul. Oh, I know. It is so, like, uh, so nanny... You know, picky church lady-ish. You know, that old Saturday Night Live bit? The clucking, disapproving, everyone should be, uh, you know, acting in a dignified fashion at all times. And there can be no fun. Go straight home after work uh, and never to see your co-workers in a private setting. Right, exactly. Oh, my God. Now, some of us ended up getting together. Often. It happened. But nobody in my entire life did that didn't want to. That's because hashtag me too wasn't around. Yeah, I felt uh, pressured. I, I think you're about to meet some of your old coworkers again. Uh, <laughs> perhaps in a, a court of law or public opinion. 13% say they gained weight because of workplace celebrations. Again, that's just a weak excuse. We have birthdays every month. They bring in birthday cake. I wouldn't be fat if it weren't for that. <laughs> I think you would. I really think you would. Oh, this is some tough love from Jack today. <laughs> Twenty-one percent people say eating out regular. Yeah, I I don't get that, man. Uh, if you do the traveling for work, or if you work at a place where everybody goes out to eat regularly, oh man, that's death. Forget it. You're yeah. doomed. I don't know if that happens anymore because people. I mean, even salads aren't salads anymore. They no. they have like tri tip and bacon sprinkled on oh. it with some sort of weird mayonnaise you, sauce. You sure, at, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well described. <laughs> You look at the calorie count on most salads at a restaurant. And it's app- shocking. An Applebee's salary, a salad is going to be 1,800 calories. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's, I could never get past the money to go out for lunch every day. Yeah. Never. Y- y'all who do that, man, you'd be substantially wealthier than you are if you'd make your coffee at home and... And and bring something to eat. I always did simple math on on anything at work back when I was uh, struggling. Was if I do this twenty times this month, what will it cost me? And then when I looked at it that way, I think no way. If I got a bottle of water or a can of pop at work or whatever, if I mm. do this every day, it's going to cost fifteen dollars. No, well, I'm not doing that. It's Jack Armstrong's twenty times principle. <laughs> I'm working with Dave freaking Ramsey over here. Mm. That's a great one though. People, that's great. Kids ought to be taught that. That's one of the best things I've ever heard. Um, I've uh, got more on this list as we get closer to the top. There are a little more reasonable reasons why you are getting weight at work. Our text line, 415. So stupid monthly birthday party. Because <laughs> otherwise in my life, I'm completely uh, I'm eating healthy all the time. So I'm 140 pounds overweight. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Of course, they're serving cake by the ocean every Monday. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's Ocean Cake Monday. Oh, no. (laughs) That's Joe's fat guy voice. What? Completely different than Jim the house flipping bum. (laughs) Lot of requests for him to become a a regular guest on the Armstrong and Getty Show, but very popular. (laughs) You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Cream shop in Scotland has created a new mayonnaise-flavored ice cream. And if you're dying to try it, you are probably dying to begin with. Wow. I wouldn't be gaining weight at work if they would quit serving mayonnaise-flavored ice cream. How can you resist this mayonnaise <laughs> and ice cream? Hey, wait a minute. Is it? Come on in. Look, everybody. Yeah. It's Jim, the home-flipping bum. You ever considered a little uh, simple landscaping out front? It's, uh, <laughs> it's inexpensive and really enhances the curb appeal. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Good to, good to see you. Oh, Jim, yes. the home Get flipping bum. Here. Get. And I got to go clean up after him. You just don't see that many bums that have got the capital to buy a house <laughs> while they. Well, I guess he doesn't live in a house. He's a, he's a bum. Well, right. so. Yeah. That's how he has so much cash. Um,. <laughs> I am going to call out the Sacramento Bee, their editors, and reporter Paul Kitagaki in uh, in the next half hour. If you'd like to gather Paul to the radio or inform him he's about to be called out, I will do it in gentle fashion. I'm here to teach, not to hurt feelings. Uh, that and what was the other thing? Oh, an incredibly sobering email about Iraq that we got based on our conversation yesterday with Liz Sly. Nobody wants to be sober on a Friday, but it's sobering. <laughs> Uh, half of people say they gain weight, they're overweight, b- because of work. Um, their work environment, we went through the various things. Uh, the ha- weak, weak, weak excuses. Pressure to eat f- co-workers' food when they bring it in. I mean, come on. You're blaming that for your being overweight? Hey, everybody who wants ham, I cured it myself. <laughs> um, 21% say they gain weight at work because of the temptation of the office candy jar. Mmm. Now, now we're getting to. I have a little sympathy. Yeah, I'd rather it's not there, but uh, you know, as a guy who's lost a lot of weight in my life at various times, uh, don't have it in the house is the best advice you'll ever get. Oh yeah, about stuff you shouldn't eat. Yeah, just don't have it. Yeah, I'd rather it didn't exist in our home. Let's see what's ever. my favorite candy: peanut M Ms. If I had to walk by peanut M Ms every day. That would have a bad effect. And I'm fairly disciplined eating, snacking. It's pretty easy for me to not start, but if I have one, I'm going to eat a lot of them. Oh, boy. Um, Eating because of stress. Okay, work, stress. I get it. Too tired from work to exercise, about a half of people say. Mm. Problem with that theory, and I completely get that, but the problem with that theory is this is what life is for every homo sapien on Earth going to work. Right. So you kind of have to factor that into the whole being a human being thing. Yeah. And you're either going to exercise or not. Well, exercise a little. As long as I'm handing out advice. Just a little. Start yeah, with that, a little. That is the not biggest. Not a gym membership. That's yeah. Not going crazy with the weights or running 10 miles. Just That's a little. the biggest flaw in the whole exercise thing is a all or nothing attitude. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you don't have time to put on workout gear and the shoes and all these different things. How about, you, you know, the, I, the people I see walking around around lunchtime. Such a smart idea. Yep. You bring your uh, your tennis shoes to work, your 
your children's gymnasium shoes and you walk around the block a couple times. Is that a Michael Savageism? I don't know, but I gymnasium shoes. I find it hilarious. I thought about that the other day when I was going out to play with the kids, putting on my children's gymnasium shoes to go out and (laughs) ride bikes with the children. I'm still the fastest bike rider in the family, though. Barely. I had to. I had to pedal as fast as I could to beat Sam this time. Wow. But I'm still the fastest in the. Is it like velodrome style bike racing or more Tour de France? Straight line. It's ah, a. It's a like sprint. drag racing. Right. Yeah. Wow. And then we way to the, go, the, man. The finish line way to defend the crown. <laughs> well, I just I think it's going to be interesting when I'm no longer. They could actually get away from me if they wanted to. <laughs> I couldn't catch them on foot or on a bike. He's faster than I am. I tell you what, the moment that starts to seem like a possibility, you got to stop the bike races. <laughs> so they're never quite sure that'll buy you an extra year. When he realizes we're out on a bike ride and he thinks, I could just take off and there's nothing he could do about it. Right, right. Um, and we end, so the pavement, we ride on the pavement for like, uh, I don't know, whatever, 100 yards or whatever. But then it ends the gravel, so you can do a really long sliding skid mark, oh, which, is, yes. which is awesome. <laughs> Very fun. God, that just sent so many flashbacks of my friends trying to do com- competitions of who can make the longest skid yeah. mark on oh, the bikes. That yeah, was such a time. thing. Yeah, and wiggle both ways sometimes, style points for that. I'm yeah. making him do it on the gravel now because I said at some point I got to stop replacing back tires because we've been on the pavement <laughs> and just wearing them completely through to where they just oh, they, wow. all the air comes out of the tire. Wow. That's such um, a hilarious dad thing. <laughs> Uh, eating because of stress at work. Too tired to, from work to exercise, and 53% of people say they gain weight at work because they sit at a desk most of the day. Yeah, it's tough. It's Stand tough. at a desk. Standing's the new smoking. We were a work species. We were like a sheepdog. Now we're a lapdog in terms of physical activity. It's, it's, it's tough. You know, our, our, our brains are in pretty good shape, I think, more or less. Our health is good, except for that. We're, we're a big dog in a small apartment now as a species. Yeah. Where will it end? With big, fat blobs with withered limbs. You have, pick an age, any any any, any age would work, but you pick a, like a healthy 30-year-old, plenty of energy. You go back a century or so, there wasn't, well, you go back 5,000 years, there wasn't one on the planet wasn't getting exercise all day long, 30-year-old. Right. Right. You go back 100 years, there weren't many. Now, lots of 30-year-olds sat sitting the entire day. We're not designed for it. Mm. You can't make that quick a change in a species without us adapting. We will adapt. Our metabolisms will change or something like that. Our limbs will start to shrink. Yes. We'll have little thin flippers that work great <laughs> on keyboards for computers. And gigantic bulbous heads, according to Star Trek. <laughs> oh, my son, who is uh, 23, he's going to turn 24 soon. Uh, he mentioned to me the other day that he's really getting into the original track. <laughs> oh, yeah. With, uh, Bill Shatner so and, and Leonard Nimoy. And so good. I can't wait till my kids are wearing The red that. shirt's getting snuffed on various planets. <laughs> yeah, right. And it just it made my heart so glad. <laughs> the red shirt. That's right. He's going to die. How do you know? He's got a red shirt on. Oh, yeah. Please. It's the way it works. He's doomed. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, I got more on lawyer Michael Cohen's secret recording of Trump talking about payoffs for a Playboy model. Oh, no. Russia moving to free the newly arrested Red Sparrow and Mickey D's freebies aimed to get you to change the way you order. I went to a McDonald's yesterday. The line was too long at the drive-thru. I had to leave. Dang it. I had a hankering for a McDonald's cheeseburger. You're in a hurry to get your ill-advised food. You're a man who can't wait. (laughs) Marshall's News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
podcast here with Marshall. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, first I need to call out a journalist, then indeed a formerly uh, respectable newspaper, the Sacramento Bee. It has an article about the the hearings are starting for the various people who are involved in that giant violent melee two years ago, roughly, at the Capitol. It was some, um, uh, like, neo-Nazi types were holding what they called a free speech rally. And various extreme leftists showed up, including uh, the infamous Yvette Flarka and her buddies from BAM and uh, etc. They called themselves anti-fascists, which is a joke. But two things. Number one, this article identifies her as Yvonne Flarka when her name is Yvette. Um, you know, that's just it's a little mistake, but that's fine. But what really got to me is that they make it clear about these dangerous uh, skinhead uh, neo-Nazi hate group type people. And then, here's I'll just read you the sentence. Attorneys for the three argued in May that local and state law enforcement did nothing to protect counter-protesters at the joint rally, leaving the anti-fascist demonstrators to defend themselves from attack. All right, here's a little tip for you, Junior. That's not the way I remember the story. Well, not only that, but Paul Kitagaki, I'm sure you're a nice fellow, and and I wish you luck in, in your present and future endeavors, but... To not have quotes around the phrase anti-fascist is just bad journalism. I can call myself a beaver. But if you wrote a story about me, you wouldn't say, Joe Getty, the beaver, was walking down the street when, just because I call myself a beaver doesn't make me a giant rodent who chews down trees. And these so-called anti-fascists are fascism personified. They beat down their opponents at rallies. They silence people who they don't like their opinions. They are the fascists, sir. Just because they describe themselves as beavers don't make them beavers and her name's yvette i'm done news now with marshall phillips well the new york times reporting the president's longtime lawyer secretly taped donald trump discussing a payment to a playboy model who claimed she had an affair with him so not stormy daniels which, the other gal yeah. which is not a crime let's let's keep that all in mind we can use our right this is very exciting voice about the fact that he had an affair with a uh, with a playmate or a porn star but right. that happens a paper says michael cohen's recording was made two months before the presidential election the fbi seized the recording during that raid on cohen's office now the Times saying and i quote The Justice Department is investigating Mr. Cohen's involvement in paying women to tamp down embarrassing news stories about Trump ahead of the 2016 election. Prosecutors want to know whether that violated federal campaign finance laws. It may have. In fact, it probably did. But that's such a minor crime. These campaign finance violations that happen all the time. It was an in-kind service, Jack. On much bigger amounts of money. Oh, yeah. It happens. It's, like, it's a common thing. You pay a little fine and you move on with your life. The paper's report goes on to say the recording's existence further draws Mr. Trump into questions about tactics he and his associates used to keep aspects of his personal and business life a secret. And it highlights the potential legal and political danger that Mr. Cohen represents to Mr. Trump. Now, he could have other stuff, but if it's this stuff, I think the legal danger is minor. They get caught in a violation, they'll pay a fine. I think the political danger is almost zero because everybody assumes Trump is a, is a man whore. 100%. Well, that's a little uh, frank, <laughs> wow. sir. I was going to say 100% right till you got to that little unnecessary bit at the end. One finds oneself wondering. Yes. 
Are there incredibly beautiful models willing to have sex with public figures? Um, perhaps even, you know, radio personalities. And, and one wonders how much money might be involved. I'm asking for a friend. Name, oh, named Sean. Hi. <laughs> at Positive Sean on Twitter. Slide into my DMs, ladies. Let's discuss. <laughs> the, wow. paper, the paper's report concludes Mr. Cohen is now seen as increasingly willing to cooperate, uh, consider cooperating with prosecutors, end of quote. Yeah, it certainly would seem that if he has anything on Trump, he's willing to uh, share it. Um, when uh, you're buying a fixer, don't go for the budget version. The good ones. Well, Chris Christie, who's prosecuted all kinds of mob people in his life as a prosecutor in New Jersey, he said, this always happens. He said, people flip always. Uh-huh. When you when you get down to, look, you and your family are going to be ruined, they will flip on their friends, their bosses, all kinds of people to, to stay out of trouble. It's just it's just human nature. Mm. So if, if Cohen's got something on Trump, we're going to find out about it. Russia's foreign ministry launching a campaign to win freedom for the Russian woman accused of spying for the Kremlin. The Justice Department charging Maria Butane with illegally acting as an agent of the Russian government. A tweet by the foreign ministry yesterday urged supporters to add a photo of her to their Twitter avatar. She is yeah, charged... Yeah, the one in the cowboy hat. She is charged <laughs> with infiltrating a number of American political organizations. So it looks like the Russian government's going to try to help the Red Sparrow leave her cage. So the guy in South Dakota, the yes. low-ranking Republican yes. in South Dakota, is is he is his reaction been to this? Oh man, she was a spy. I thought she lied. Oh, or is he thinking, yeah, she's a spy? It was the greatest nine months of my life. <laughs> I do it again t- tomorrow. <laughs> something tells me he's walking around with a completely deflated ego. You think? Yeah. yeah. He's almost, or, you I know, knew she was a spy. It was awesome, though. Of course. Of course she was a spy. It was obvious from the beginning. I would say to her, yeah, we're going to move uh, ships over by China, and then we, <laughs> and then we go to bed. i tell her, yeah, yeah, I can get you a meeting with the uh, vice president. Sure, sure. Let me make a couple of calls right after we have sex again. <laughs> now put on the cowboy hat. <laughs> McDonald's is giving away free fries on Friday if you spend yes! at least $1 through its mobile app. Hit, not free. You gotta spend something for it. Go ahead. In an effort to appeal to the younger crowd, the fast food company has rolled out an app where you can put your food orders in. Customers- you know, like Donald Trump himself, I ignored the law the other day and parked in front of a McDonald's in a space that was supposed to be only for McDonald's, and I went to a different restaurant, but wow, I observed. <laughs> Uncool for those of us who are McDonald's patrons. Yes. Please. I haven't used the order ahead and pull yeah. into that spot and have them bring it out. I should right. do. Th- I should try that today because it sounds pretty convenient. Well, yeah, that was the thing. I, I pulled into the spot and I saw a sign. It said something about uh, one of the spaces, and I would have ignored that too. Was was for people who order online and pick up. Yeah, and then you I pull thought, out. Is that a thing? How and, much does that happen? And they'll bring it out to you. And I don't know if you pay extra or what. Well, the customers place their orders digitally, and it'll be sent directly to the kitchen to be prepared for you. And they'll give you free fries, well, semi-free fries, if you pay a dollar. Who's going to McDonald's and complaining, this is taking way too long? (laughs) Right. And besides, I'm getting five $1 burgers, and I'm supposed to walk inside to get them? Come on. I'd I'd like to eliminate those ten steps I was going to have to take. Like, the time from order to food in my belly is, what, 18 seconds? <laughs> well, right. What, what do you get winded ordering at the drive-thru? That's too much strain for you? Now it's got to be faster and easier. Mm. I'm going to use that to-go service, pull into the parking space, and then blast my horn. <laughs> <laughs>
And weren't you guys just talking about how we're all getting fatter because we're sitting too much? Yes. And eating eating poorly? That's yeah, probably why don't unrelated. You just, why don't you just get a cork and yeah. shove it into your aorta? All right? <laughs> if you're that anxious to get effortless instant McDonald's. All this Mickey D's talk guaranteed uh, I'm stopping at McDonald's on the way home today. Right. 100%. I got good news for Positive Sean about two things Ooh. I know he loves. Cats and musicals. Mm. Yes. Huh. The Broadway musical. Bad info. <laughs> the Broadway musical. <laughs> the Broadway musical Cats is being made into a movie starring Taylor Swift. A movie? Yes. Hmm. She's a little feline looking. I can see her in the makeup. Well, for those who like that sort of thing, I think it'll be excellent. Yeah, sure. It'll probably be nominated for a billion things because sure. the Oscar loves a musical. Oh, yeah. I'd rather be covered with honey and tied down on an anthill. But if you all want to go see it, go ahead. Shooting for cats begins later this year in Shooting the U- cats? <laughs> that was your policy proposal yeah, yeah, earlier. Yeah. Oh, my. It's a circular newscast. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Come here, bird. Come here, bird. Come here, bird. Oh, that's a good bald eagle right there. That's Squawky the bald eagle. We about once every two weeks look up the video of Taylor Swift on the uh, treadmill because my kids think that's so funny. It is funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, the pratfall video, yeah, right? Yeah, it's really good. Ah, uh, the petering out, the great petering out, which is the end of the week on a Friday. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A couple of things to jam in before we get to the uh, the end of this year program. Another long, yeah. crazy week. We must move swiftly. This is uh, heavy stuff, but I thought it was so well written. It's a nice note from Skyler who comments on our guest yesterday during the 8 o'clock hour. I appreciate you guys having Liz Sly on to talk about Iraq, but it's so hard to pay attention to anything Iraq. Similar to how you receive emails from uh, folks saying they used to listen with their parents going to school, now they're 50. I've, uh, I feel the same way hearing about Iraq. I've been hearing about this country in the news since 9-11 happened, when I was a sophomore in high school. Till the present day. Now I'm 32 with a wife, kids, and a house. When I hear a report about Iraq in the news or on your show, my selective hearing and daydreaming kicks in. My whole adult life, more bad news in Iraq. The only people in my life who've talked about Iraq are families of soldiers. Even then, it's prayers about a soldier getting home safe. Otherwise, it's not in the collective conscience of the circles I run in. It's the war of my entire adult life, and I couldn't tell you what the point has been for the last 10 years. Yeah, well, neither could anyone else. Yeah. Very well. 32-year-old gentleman. Not been a moment of his, well, held his late adolescence through adulthood. That we haven't been mired in the the crap fest that is Iraq. Or the Middle East in general, because they kind of blur together. Yeah. I just thought that was uh, was some really good perspective. I thank him for the note. Uh, So what do you do if you're running late for a flight? You think, man, I'm not sure I'm going to make this flight or not. You're driving through traffic. You really only got a couple of options, right? Drive ridiculously unsafely and dangerously and hope you make it or or take the next flight. Or the, if you go to the wrong terminal, as I did recently, you as a 
fully dressed middle-aged man sprint hundreds of yards till you're dripping with sweat. This guy didn't uh, realize he was not going to make his flight there in, uh, where was he? He's from Dayton, Ohio. Kentucky Airport. Going to fly from Dallas to Kentucky. Okay, there we go. Um, But anyway, um, he realized he wasn't going to make his flight, so at about 3 o'clock he called in and said there's a bomb on the flight. Oh. And that did delay the flight? Yes. Yep. And when they cleared it, I guess that the plane was didn't have a bomb. It did take off, although they figured out it was him. And he will now spend four months in jail and $8,000 fine. You know, the, that, uh, isn't, doesn't that guy cross some sort of line of you shouldn't just be out in public right. with that idea? Earlier this morning, we read an email from a guy who went to the zoo, and there was a sign on the, uh, the fence around the lion enclosure, do not climb into the lion enclosure. And he pointed out quite aptly that there are three sorts of people on Earth. Uh, those who would never climb into a lion enclosure. Those who would. And those who wouldn't, but only because there was a sign telling them not to. I think what we have there, Jack, is a lion enclosure climber. That guy, he should not be out among us. Got this stat for you. 90% of login attempts to online retailers come from hackers. Wow. I could believe that statistically because they probably got some sort of computer at trying to get in. Yeah, a, a big... Like can do, you know, 50,000 in a second. It only takes me, the person who remembers my password, one login attempt. It takes somebody trying to hack something, thousands to go through all of the... Prove you're not a machine, yeah. right? And on that subject, I'm looking up at the uh, cable news. Iranian hackers laying groundwork for extensive cyber attacks on U.S. and European targets. Don't! We've been talking about the Chinese and the North Koreans and the Russians. Don't forget the Iranians are out there trying to cause all kinds of mayhem by hacking. Yep. We don't need a space force. We need a cyber force. Yeah, I hope our cyber... I have no concept of how good our cyber force is. I hope it's really good. First rule of cyber force, you don't talk about cyber force. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're way better than everybody else in the world at so many things. Aircraft carriers, missiles, this and that. Are we that much better at cyber stuff? Don't know. We might not be. Some quick statistics while we... Oh, there's no time! <laughs> you all right? <laughs> I'm just disappointed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really good statistics I had here. Hey, kids, it's that time again. <laughs> With Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> My favorite one. Because <laughs> the one kid saying, Wow! <laughs> Here's your host, Joe Getty. Oh, boy, let's get a final thought from everybody, huh? Hey, Positive Sean, what's your final thought? Yeah, movies this weekend. You got a couple big sequels going. You have Equalizer 2. This one is uh, uh, Denzel Washington pairing with Antoine Fuqua. Notable because this is the first sequel Denzel Washington's ever done. Uh, and Mamma Mia, oh, here we go again. The sequel to the Mamma Mia. It's a musical about stuff that I probably won't be watching. Uh, but Equalizer 2, that go see Denzel. the Cats thing? Oh, good. <laughs> Super. Honey, I'm not going. Let's just get that out of the way. Marshall Phillips, your final thoughts? I'm excited. The Mega Millions jackpots climbed to $422 million for tonight's drawing. I am going to get in on it this time. I've drawn up my list of who's going to get the big rewards amongst my co-workers. I have notated their treatment of me today, and the list has really changed around considerably. <laughs> All right, then, Michelangelo, your final thoughts? Okay, this is Michelangelo's to-go order etiquette. One, pull into the parking space. Two, blast your horn five times. (laughs) Three, flash your high beams. Four, rev the engine loudly. And finally, you yell out, hey, I've got a burger. Somebody help me. (laughs) Very nice. Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Yeah, to be fair, I did mention that I'm still the fastest in my family at uh, riding a bicycle. 
but I'm riding a multi-thousand-dollar titanium race bike, and he's riding a 50-pound steel Huffy, so I might have some advantages just from that. Wow. I think if he had a better bike, he'd probably beat me. Wow. Plus, I hear you're doing that uh, that, that blood doping thing that Lance Armstrong mm-hmm. Absolutely. did. Absolutely. That's the rumor I keep hearing. You deny it all the time. Uh, my final thought is I am uh, in. I am attending not one, not two, but three social engagements this weekend. Wow. I'm actually looking forward to all three of them. I won't go to three this year. Although I'm a little afraid of the one. It's at Rich the Bass Player's Place from the Dead Flowers, and I've missed it the last couple of years. Rumor has it, it, it starts like a family barbecue and ends like the Roman Empire. But, uh, well, you could leave early or you could stay till the end. Hey, know me. Come on, wake up on the floor. Wake up on the floor! Yes, yes, yes! <laughs> Huzzah! Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks so little time. We'll see you Monday, huh? Yep. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.